Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. Thanks for being with us. As always, you can subscribe to this. This is the show about the show. It's also the show within the show. And any other metaphors that you can think of in terms of content surrounding the DA, but it not being the DA show. So subscribe on iTunes and also our website. And so this is going to be your first drill on how to get all of our content now with the changes. And that is going to be... If you can't, if you haven't heard, the show is shifting time slots, which we will talk about in depth coming up here. But with the show switching time slots to 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time beginning on April the 17th, that means that if you listen at night in the evening and you can't listen live to us because maybe your affiliate has local programming on during that new time slot and or whatever, you just can't get in front of a radio Remember that all of these other ways that I've been telling everybody to listen to the show will all be in in play. So you can stream us using the CBS Sports app, the TuneIn app, the Radio.com app, and Apple Music. You can also download all of our shows the same way we've been doing the podcast, full episodes, no commercial interruption, DA On Demand. It's going to be available on iTunes, so subscribe. It's totally free or on the website, DA On Demand. And we'll flood you with the show as it is. Just basically, if you listen to us, if you don't listen to us live anyway, you're just going to get all of our shows a little earlier in the day, basically. Because we basically post these live. We we get done with the show, then they're live published an hour after that. So that's like 11 o'clock Eastern time. Now they'll be done by like 1 o'clock Eastern time in the afternoon. So it'll be good for you. So, uh, Mraz joins me now. Anything going on around here at CBS Sports Radio? <laughs> Just a few things. First, I'd like to say thank you for having me on uh, Side A, the Permission Granted Podcast. It's been like a month since I've been on this part, it feels Has like. Has it? Well, I mean, you had Joe D for his farewell last week. Joe D's farewell. James come on to talk about how ugly I looked in a pink Speedo the week before. That's so right. I really got phased out of the PGP offense. Yeah. It's glad I'm happy to be back. Good. Okay. So, yeah, that's true. I forgot that this is the first Side A for you in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, in the middle of Joe D leaving, now suddenly the bosses decide to make some massive lineup changes with Doug Gottlieb leaving CBS Sports for Fox Sports, although <laughs> a real monkey wrench thrown into the mix because now he's interviewing for the Oklahoma State coaching job vacancy as Brad Underwood left for Illinois. So I don't know. Either sure, way, Fox is psyched about that, huh? Either way, he won't be working for CBS. <laughs> no, no. 
come tax day. So that so with Doug leaving, the bosses decided Tiki and Tierney slide into Doug's slot, and then we would slide into Tiki and Tierney's slot 9 a.m. until noon. So this is very exciting. It's very cool. Now, the evening slot was awesome because we could react to games. It was primarily awesome because it wasn't overnights. Yeah, I mean, sleeping at a healthy hour is always, always key. I think that was... I think that was the biggest thing. It was just, it was simply not overnight anymore. Yeah, like I'm I'm still a moron mentally. Sure. But I'm sharper than I once was, and I can attribute yeah. that with not being off overnight. Okay, all right. I just, I don't know if you're sharper. Well, maybe it's impossible to be any more dull than we all were because of the overnights. But, right. But you just, you don't take a pounding. You don't take a <laughs> daily pounding. That's a good way to put so it, just yeah. A, it's like... It's like you're Maurice Jones-Drew running into Albert Hainsworth and Vince Wilfork. You just can't take it anymore. Every single day. You're just running in practice. You're getting smacked by those two guys. Finally, you have a left tackle to block for you. That's, yeah, right. Exactly. There's finally holes opening up. So now it's been quite interesting because, you know, we're not – when we do the show, we're not supposed to talk – we're not supposed to spend the entire four hours talking about the shift. Right. But people want to talk about the shift. Very Yeah, phone callers calling in, people tweeting, get that for 48 hours now. Yeah, since the official announcement done by CBS on Monday. So now we're two days in. So if we were going to give any advice to the next host of the evening show, what would we say? You know what I would say? Yeah. Do your own show. Don't try to be the DA show. Well, does anybody really try to do the show? No, no, no. And the only and let me elaborate as to why I'm saying this. I think a, a lot of people when Amy took over the overnights, there was a good month plus longer than that where we had loyal fans that I think didn't really want to give her a chance and berated her. A month? Her. I mean, it was a long time. Facebook page. Three months? I can't believe you left us with Amy, this, that, the other thing. And I actually felt bad for Amy for for a period there because she's trying to get her own thing going. And I think everybody just expected to turn on the radios and hear, even if it wasn't you hosting, basically the DA show in that time slot. And I think she's figured it out and found her own niche of fans. And I think that same thing potentially could happen here, but don't, if it's three weeks in and people are getting ticked at you, Facebook and you tweet and you, like this new host... Stick to what you know and build your own brand that way. Yeah, I think you'd have to do that in almost any time slot. Okay. I don't think you can ever afford to um, to not do your own show. I think the time slot is weird because unlike the overnights, you're not on every day consistently in markets. Right. Unlike any other shift, really. Because 9 to noon, if your affiliate picks us up, they're going to pick us up every single day. There's nothing that's going to randomly run into 9 to noon. But an overnight is the same thing. There is You will never get preempted when you're on overnights, which makes it an amazing shift because you're cleared in all these different affiliates. It's just that you somehow have to treat your body or teach your body to deal with you know running into Albert Hainsworth and Vince Wolfork every day. <laughs> but we're the only time slot six to ten eastern time where and i guess maybe it happens to pharrell on the west coast but if there's games or coaches shows that just happen to happen twice a week once a week three times a week during baseball season four or five times a week you know you just get you're just in that market every so often and sometimes it's not even the same hours 
because a game runs long or so-and-so plays in the central time zone and they're usually in the eastern time zone. And so fans usually get you following, say, a Vols game at, you know, 10 o'clock but, or 9 o'clock, but they play on the central time zone. So suddenly, you know, they're going to get you at, at an hour earlier. It's just that part of it is so wacky that I think it was always a struggle for us to build consistency, which is part of the reason that I kept telling listeners, go to the stream, because we're always here. Right. But you're not going to always get us on your radio affiliate. And I think there's certain listeners that I, I think didn't at first grasp that concept. Like, they just, because it's a network, like, we're turning on the mic 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern every night, Monday through Friday. Yeah. Just because you have a game doesn't mean we're not doing it. You could go online, you can go to a phone app. There's plenty of ways to do it. And I think you bring up a good point. I mean, there's been several times where we've tried to diagram what we want to do on a show, and whether it's something, you know, Packers related or Syracuse basketball related, and we actually hold off, even if it's of higher importance, because we don't want to, you know, discuss this story in a segment where we're not on in that market. It's like trying to figure out when we're on certain times. It really becomes bizarre just to map out a show that way. But, I, I mean, I think we did it to, to success. Yeah, I mean, there's, I assume. there's almost no way to do it. There's there's almost no way to skin this cat. There's there's just no way to solve the puzzle unless you just have everybody not listen to their radio affiliate. But that's not... That's not realistic either. So, um, so whoever steps into this slot, I'm I'm sure that Chris Jones and uh, Chris Moore and Brian Jones felt this way before we took over. And um, their producer was Gracia, Adam Gracia, Noodles. Yep. Yeah, Noodles and I had a conversation about that, and um, you know, just we're talking about how it's it's just a crazy type of thing to try to figure out is when you're on and what affiliates on what markets and what nights and it almost becomes too many affiliates to to keep track of when you're you know it's impossible to keep track of when you're on places yeah you just know you're on somewhere when you turn, <laughs> turn yeah 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 so 9 and noon will be better in terms of consistency but we might be cleared in totally different markets than we were are you psyched to do an hour less yes and no um I think four hours is the appropriate time for a radio show. I actually agree with that. When I did five hours in Boston, I was on either 6 to 11 or 7 to midnight. It was too much. That that fifth hour was such a grind. You were just like, boy, I'm out of gas now, and now i got to do another hour. Um, and you do that every night, and it's just, you know, when you 25 hours of radio per week, it's just too much. Where's um, on you. Yeah, and so four hours I was very comfortable with and always have been. And three hours I did in Kansas City during mornings and then in Miami at nights. I was on 6 to 9 in the mornings in KC and then 7 to 10 um, in Miami PM. And it's just, it's a little short. I always found myself at the end of shows, specifically in Kansas City, wishing we had another hour to get to stuff. And when I do Doug's show, that's three hours, I oftentimes, we we map out those three hours, and then I'm like, boy, well, where do I get this in? Where do I squeeze this in? Well, now we have to split this segment into two. Right. So that's going to end up happening again, I'm sure, because there's just too much to me to get to in a day to squeeze into three hours. But you know what? What ends up happening is the show that we do now for four hours I get like a full segment to elaborate on something. Like the cold open could be 12 to 14 minutes on one topic. Right. Now it's going to be a little quicker. Yeah. Maybe I do seven. Get in and out of those breaks a little quicker, as they say. Well, yeah. Right. And and maybe there's two segments that come off the top, and one is seven minutes and one seven minutes. Or, right. Or, you know, that final segment of the hour, which is a beast. Especially because the time now will be 
you're you're almost first to react. I mean, you're not the morning show East Coast, but on the West Coast, you'd be the morning show first to react after everything that's oh, happened yeah, the night before. Rea- and that's the other really cool thing is that when we're on 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern time, you have to wait through the entire cycle of the day to get to your opinions. And now I get to do it right off the top, basically reacting to what happened the night before right as it happened or right after that it happens and people are waking up and going to work and all of that. So I think that's awesome. I always really love that about Kansas City. I got the first crack at setting the opinion or reacting versus when I'm in Boston and four shows happen before me. And then it comes to me. Right. And I've got to try to be somewhat totally unique to what you've heard all, all day. Because usually whatever's ending fresh, you know, those 7 p.m. games or whatever, any storylines, that ends at 10 p.m. Eastern, we're signing off. It's almost like 24 hours later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're never really reacting in t- in total to what happened the, at the night's game. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be cool. I'm excited. I do always feel a bittersweet. Um, and I've done this so many times in my career that it's I should be better at this, but I it's always bittersweet when I've moved markets or I've moved up time slots because I feel like I'm leaving listeners behind that are invested in the show, and I'm sure there are people that are bothered by this. I mean, I, I've gotten tweets about how this ruined people's days, and now they can't listen at night anymore, and, you know, that's tough because I do the show in the hope that it's that it's enjoyed and that it connects with people and that people really like it, um, and it, that matters to me, and it matters to me to get people to buy in and to trust the show and to trust me and to trust that we're going to put on a product every day that they can like and they can buy into. And then basically to up and leave, we did this after the overnights, and that was tough because we had such amazing overnight listeners. I did this leaving Boston, and that was remarkably difficult because my Boston listeners were just incredibly loyal. In Kansas City, the same thing. I mean, it, this... All, this is always the toughest part, and it's going to happen again. Even though it's staying on the network, it's going to happen again. The good news is I feel better than if I'm moving from Kansas City to Miami. My listeners from Kansas City care nothing what I'm talking about when it comes to right. my, Miami takes. Same thing when I leave Boston to go national. They might care a little bit, but um, largely they want to hear what I say about Boston things. Now, it's basically the same show. It's just a different time slot, so it's just... It's basically like instead of watching Blue Bloods live, you just got to DVR it. Exactly. It's and just, that's the beauty of the podcast. It's time shifting. Exactly. So there's going to be a lot more, I'm sure, that uh, that we discuss in the coming weeks. This takes place April the 17th. I think they've announced that, right? Yeah, no, they announced the date. It's okay. April 17th. Yeah, so there's more to come on the ensuing changes, but uh, know that we're really excited about moving to 9 to noon Eastern time, and um, I will do everything in my power to make sure it's an easy transition for our listeners that have been with us since day one on the network or whenever you've jumped on to make sure you can still listen and consume the DA as uh, is presently constituted. So, all right, let's do side B right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast. This is Mraz, the executive producer of the DA Show and host of Side B, joined in studio. I haven't seen this guy in what feels like two weeks. James Ward, James, what's happening? What's going on, Sean? I guess Joe D out of the picture. I'm back in the fold. <laughs> you guessed it. And I thought this last week. I said, okay, well, I, if I get James in studio, which would be on a Wednesday, we're taping this on Wednesday 
March, who knows what the heck date it is. March 22nd. March 22nd. So that's where we're taping side B here. Yeah, it's good to have you back. I got to tell you, the last, I would say, week and a half since Joe D's farewell has basically been a whirlwind behind the scenes of the DA show. My head is in another planet. Uh, Been all over the place. I'm happy to see you because that means things can kind of semi-get back to normal. Now, with Joe D leaving last week, what happens is we we are now going to be in a situation where at least for a few weeks until they hammer out who's exactly replacing Joe D, we're going to have a litany of part-timers come in. Right. And all are pretty good, but all are young, and you have to kind of teach them still the show and all this other stuff. So this week and uh, the end of last week, we were fortunate to have a young kid by the name of Ryan Hickey, who I think is doing an excellent job. But naturally, uh, whether it's me or you, whoever's worked on the show has to train these people to get up to speed. And there's no, You can't throw everything at them at once. So I've essentially, tip, typical, I'm going to pat myself on the back, had to pick up a lot of the extra work. And now I know tonight and tomorrow night I will not have to do that with you here. Right. I use this analogy a lot on the weekends. CBS Sports Radio weekends, it's me and then there's a lot of other part-timers. Right. I say that sometimes I feel like I'm the only starter making the trip in spring training. <laughs> in the in the split squad game. In the split squad game, right. And, and that's kind of how I felt. And no, Ryan Hickey's picked up a lot. I know last week we had Rob Duffy as well. And they're all doing a good job. Right, but all great, capable guys. They're all capable, but it's just natural that they're not going to do everything that a you or a Joe D would do because they're simply not trained for that yet. And I'm right. trying to get them to that point. They don't know how it works. But after Joe D left last Tuesday, you were scheduled to be in Wednesday and Thursday, but because Mike Samter, Tiki and Tierney's producer, was taking off, they slid you down to keep give a capable producer there, so my week of part-timer started two days early, and I didn't have you last week, so just all this has been ongoing, my head has been spinning, so it's happy to have you back. Now, when you did Tiki and Tierney, before we get into all the DA show stuff, something very interesting happened. You had texted me this, and I almost couldn't believe it, and then I took to Twitter to see it. Their producer leaves for a couple days to take off, and then there you are, and you have to produce with Tiki Barber doing the show from where? From Jerusalem. And by the way, not Jerusalem, some road in Not Jerusalem, Queens, like Jerusalem, (laughs) Israel. So I said yes to do the shift. I'm happy to do it. It gives me my nights off. It, you know, I work during the day at some more, you know, high profile work for me or whatever. Instead of running the board for DA on the Wheels of Steel, I'm actually producing right. one of the, the main shows on the network. So Using uh, your actual abilities. Right. It's actually it's actually a good good look for me. So I said yes to do the shows. And then uh, but 15 minutes later, oh, yeah, by the way, Tiki's doing the show from Israel. <laughs> okay. I, I Time out here. Now, there's a couple questions I'd ask. Number one, for those of you listening who don't know why he was in Israel, I ended up seeing this on Twitter. He was running a marathon in Jerusalem. Yeah, he ran in a marathon in Jerusalem. I think he was doing it for uh, some sort of charity that he was involved in. Which is really cool, because Tiki's really charitable, and if you have a chance to do something like that, of course you jump out and take it. What I'm really stunned at is that Tiki just didn't decide to take the days off. The guy's a workhorse. He was a workhorse running back, and he's doing the show. How, though, you figure out... How, you know, because we do with hosts in different states. Let's say, like John Kincaid will do the show from Georgia. Chris Moore will do the show from Connecticut. This happens often. Andrew Filipponi does a show from Pittsburgh, and they're they have these things called ISDN lines. For those of you who don't really know what they are, and they're almost like um, like internet phone connections that are coming from another studio, so the person sounds like they're right here. How you're able to do this from freaking Israel? Well, to connect and, back to New York is just mind-blowing to and, me. And it actually gets a little dicey because you guys talked about the big blizzard we had in New York, right? right? You talked about that last week. So Tiki was supposed to do the show on Tuesday from here. Okay. Fly to Israel following the show. He was going to get there Wednesday, do the show from Israel on Thursday. Wednesday was kind of, you know, a relax, let's test the lines, let's make sure everything's good. 
He gets stuck in New York, doesn't leave, does Wednesday's show from here, leaves immediately following Wednesday's show to go to Israel, gets there, goes right to where he's doing the show, and hosts the radio show. Okay, so... <laughs> no, t- We did not test the line until 30 minutes before the show. Okay, so this is amazing to me. So what you're telling me, number one, I need a couple things answered, and this goes into the Mraz doesn't know geography situation. What is the time difference between New York on the East Coast time and Israel? I think it's five or six hours ahead of us. Six hours ahead of us. So let's just say it's six hours ahead of us. That show starts at 9 a.m. Eastern, so that show now would start at 3 p.m. Eastern? Yes, their show was 3 to 6 Israel time. It's not Eastern. Okay. It's Israel time. Three to six Israel time. Is that even the time zone? We don't even know the name of that time zone, right? No, I have no idea okay. what the name of the time zone so let's is. Just say it's, it's definitely not Eastern, though. So how long a flight is it to Israel? I London, think it's about 12 hours. See, okay, because like, here's what I'm saying. I believe London, England, when they play this game, and I only know this because of the NFL playing yeah, in London. Yeah. <laughs> Your geography is like, all right, NFC North, okay, that's Detroit, <laughs> Chicago, <laughs> Green Bay, that's exactly Minnesota. It. That's exactly it. No, so Tampa's not in the NFC North. That's got to be South. So I really, I've really studied the London time because I know it's about six hours itself. So Israel might be longer than six hours because the flight to London, I believe, don't quote me on this, is about seven hours. Yeah, it's about it's a six or seven hour flight. So if you're telling me that the, it's a seven hour flight to London, you're telling me it's another five hours to Israel, but still a six hour time difference. Yeah, it's a bit. I guess it's just a big time zone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't the know what to tell not, you. I know the sun that, slows up as yeah, it rotates yeah. over there. <laughs> The sun over Europe is just, it just stops. So he jumps on a plane, flies 12 hours, I'm assuming sleeps on the plane, gets off the plane. So in Tiki's mind, I'm just trying to put myself in Tiki's mindset here because I I find this fascinating. Maybe you guys don't. He does a show. That's basically the last thing he does in the United States, right? Right. Gets to an airport, gets on a plane, takes an entire flight where when when you're on a flight, essentially... Time doesn't stand still, but it does. You're not really doing anything with your life. You're either sleeping or watching TV or listening to music, reading a magazine or a book, whatever. He gets off this plane, goes to resume his life, but when it comes time to resume his life, he goes right back to doing a radio show. So essentially, you get what I'm saying? Like in his mind, it's like, I'm doing a radio show, fly radio show. Right. Where in, if he stayed in the same time zone, he would go on with his whole day, sleep, the whole deal. It's just almost, he, is it, it, to me, it feels like he did two radio shows in one day. Flight time, according to the internet, is about 11 and a half hours. Woo! So what do you do for a The way and he explained hours? it to on the air that day, he said, "Listen, I did the radio show, you know, went to the airport, got on the flight, went to sleep, okay, woke up in Israel, went and did the radio show. The, the flight was basically his home, watching TV, you know, go, is, going to sleep. That except is, for it was on an airplane over the Atlantic Ocean. That is crazy to me. And how do you? How do we connect? Do we have like a uh, an affiliate in Israel that we dial up? I'm not sure. I think he did the show from some sort of government building and oh. connected via access unit via Comrex, which is actually uses Wi-Fi. And believe it or not, the connection was absolutely perfect. So okay, so here's how you know Tiki's made it big time. He has government connections in Israel that have allowed him to do Tiki Tierney on CBS Sports Radio. Basically from the embassy is what you're telling me. Something like that, yes. And and is using the Wi-Fi, you know, password 1234 in Israel to connect back to New York to do a show where if you're listening in your car in, say, Buffalo, you would have no idea that Tiki is Unless in we talked about Tiki being in Israel, listeners would have no idea because the connection was... Like, we do, again, we do lots of shows remotely. Sometimes the connection's okay. Right. Sometimes it's better than the, been, better than others. It was perfect, 
There was no delay. It sounded like he was in the studio doing the show with BT. It was an absolutely perfect connection. I still, like, you know, what, a week later, I can't wrap my head around it. That is amazing. That is truthfully amazing to me. Well, I'm glad that all worked out, and I'm glad that, you know, you got through that, and now you could rejoin me here as we kind of get to some normalcy on the DA show uh, before it becomes, you know, abnormal again next week when myself and DA head to Phoenix, and you're going to be back by yourself on Thursday. So, really, the DA show is is essentially all over the place. Now, I did want to mention Tuesday night, Ryan Hickey, Jay Berman. I actually thought without Joe D, we may have had the best Trash Tuesday we have had potentially ever or at least in a few weeks. How wow. about that, what did What did Ryan Hickey trash? Okay. He looks like a guy that doesn't really get upset about anything. Okay. He, very you know even-keeled, positive. Hickey is very calm, and he's really gotten the controls down. And, and I'm throwing more on his plate every day, but he was really souped up for Trash Tuesday. Like, he started talking about it on Friday, which shows you that this segment, Trash Tuesday, has really built steam in that newsroom with with people. It's got some wheels. It's got wheels. Everybody wants in. People like it. So, like, that, it's almost like a carrot to work on the DA show. I got a Tuesday? That's right. I'm going to jump on the air. I got something to trash. So, I went through my whole spiel. I bashed corned beef and cabbage, you know. <laughs> uh, Ryan Hickey steps up, and I have no idea what, what to expect here. Because we've had, you know... We've had some great moments. We've had some bad moments where, you know, Pete Mundo gets political on us or Kevin Dexter refuses to do it at all. <laughs> uh, we've, you know, we've gone up and down with these. And Joe D usually gives us something good. So Ryan Hickey fills up big shoes. I'm thinking, you know, give me 20 seconds on something, Hickey. Lay down right. a bunt, move the runners G- over. Yeah, get, get on base somehow. <laughs> I got to say, Hickey gave me a solid two minutes or gave us a solid two minutes. First takeaway, number one, loved his radio voice. He's got some velvet pipes you wouldn't expect. Wow. And he went into trash, essentially, fans of NFL teams that want to tank to get a quarterback the following year and how it's stupid. He made a lot of sense. I thought he had a lot of valid points. He delivered it perfectly. It was as if he's been uh, studying Trash Tuesday forever. So that really elevated Trash Tuesday, I thought. And then Berman came out with something good where he had D.A. interacting and he was kind of pitching him questions. And overall, then D.A. came out. Uh, he did his trash. And I, I after Trash Tuesday wrapped it, we had some calls. Our call, phone lines lit up. I said, you know what? We did well with Joe D all these times. You never know what you're getting out of the anchors. I think we walked away with a good trash Tuesday, and I think we have Ryan Hickey to set for that. Wow. It was like Hickey was a pinch hitter that came in, and he hit three home runs. Take that, Joe D. You're replaceable. So if Joe D is listening out there, no Joe D. Ryan Hickey delivered a better trash Tuesday than I think you ever did. Wow. Notes or no notes? Uh, no notes. Joe D was big on the notes, Joe right? Joe D was. Joe D was big on the notes. And, um, yeah, so that that's where we stood with that. So, Hopefully uh, we continue to get some normalcy. I, I don't know if Ryan Hickey's back next Tuesday. I, you know, if he isn't, then I'm going to be back in the whirlwind. Do you think uh, I need to calm down? You've seen that I'm a little anxious with you. You are a little anxious. You've, you're getting yourself worked up. I don't really like it. Um, I think you should calm down a little bit. I, I do need to calm down a little bit. Uh, I know DA's kind of poked fun at it as well. Uh, you know, he kind of t- took some shots before the trash Tuesday. Yesterday, too, if you were listening, DA went to do an O'Reilly read, or on Tuesday night went to do an O'Reilly read that um, essentially had a, a sponsorship that was supposed to end January 24th. We're now at what date? Say March 22nd? Uh, yeah, it's a couple months <laughs> later. So for whatever reason, whoever put together the uh, whoever the log or the read, that's not not my job. I'm saying, like, when we get we get emails with our sponsorship reads. You are supposed to look at it, though. Okay, well, the yeah, I'm you, you hand him people. a paper and tell him to read it. You should probably read it before he I reads mean, it. I mean, how many more things am I supposed to read here, James? How many more? <laughs> well, if you read it higher than a third grade reading level, it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Fine enough. We ended up fixing that, but I looked over, and that was like the straw that broke the couch. Like, DA looked at me like, man, I don't know what to do here. I don't know what to do. And I looked at him like, I don't know what to do here. Either. I don't know. So hopefully uh, I get some good pool In time stores until January 20- uh 
okay. Exactly. He looked, I was like, oh boy, what did I do here? <laughs> um, also, last week was kind of a whirlwind. When we were doing the shows Thursday and Friday, James, that was the other thing that added to the craziness. The, the NCAA tournament goes on the first two days, and we know those first two days are crazy hectic. Right. And DA really wanted to harp in on making sure we did a college basketball show, and I get that. Uh, but from a guest perspective, we only ended up with one guest, Len Elmore, on Thursday. Friday, we only had one definite guest before we had E.C. Matthews from Rhode Island on. I was basically flying by the seat of my pants. As a producer, it's my job to book guests. But it, I found it nearly impossible to get college basketball guests on Thursday and Friday in our time slot from 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern. And it was just really making my life difficult and all that other stuff. So hopefully you guys enjoyed those shows. I thought we did a good job of kind of bouncing around games to games. But between trying to teach Ryan Hickey everything, keep an eye on what was going on with the games in case DA missed something, between you know trying to email teams for players, boy, was I overwhelmed that I was sinking. <laughs> I was sinking. I needed swimmies like you wouldn't believe. So good to have you back tonight, James. Hopefully uh, you know we have a good week here. And hopefully maybe next week you could be the one that sinks while I'm in Phoenix. Yeah, I don't see. I'm not a, I'm not the type of person that sinks. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm bigger, so like a stone. I'm yeah, a stone. I float. I have no problem floating. Whatever the situation is, I'm just going to float. Unbelievable. Do you want to give you a Twitter plug here? My Twitter handle is James Ward CBS. My Twitter handle is at Mraz CBS. Thank you guys all for listening, and please don't destroy me on Twitter. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.